Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Herbert Smith Freehills Asia Pacific Competition Law Podcast, Unbundling Competition, where we discuss the latest competition developments in the Asia Pacific region and beyond. My name is Joel Rubin. I'm a competition law specialist based in the HSF Tokyo office. And with me today is Randita Adiguna, a senior associate at Hiswara Bunjaman and Tanjung, which is our sister firm in Jakarta. Uh, Randy uh, specializes in mergers and acquisitions and competition-related matters. As listeners might be aware, Indonesia's Competition Commission, which is also known as the KPPU, has recently issued a new merger control regulation. The new regulation brings about a number of changes, including revised thresholds for triggering a merger filing in Indonesia. Uh, We know that the thresholds for filing in Indonesia have traditionally been easily met in a lot of international deals, and Indonesia comes up as a potential filing jurisdiction quite often. So today we wanted to look a little more closely at the changes brought about by the new regulation. Uh, Maybe, first of all, uh, welcome, Randy, to the podcast. Um, Maybe you could start by telling us a bit more about this new regulation. Hi, Joel, and hello to our listeners. So the full title of the new regulation is KPP Regulation Number 3 of 2023 on Evaluation of Mergers, Consolidations, and Share or Asset Acquisitions. It came into effect on 30 March 2023. It replaces an earlier regulation from 2019 and in some respect takes the legal position back to what it was before the 2019 regulation. And at the same time as the new 2023 regulation, the Indonesian government has issued a separate regulation relating to certain types of taxes and fees for government services, which in the competition law context introduces a new filing fee payable to KPPU when making uh, merger filing. Okay, so what are these revised thresholds for merger filing? So the thresholds themselves have not actually been amended. As before, uh, a filing in Indonesia can be triggered if either one, the party have five trillion rupiah or more in turnover in Indonesia, which is around 340 million US dollar, or two, assets of uh, 2.5 trillion rupiah or more, which is around 170 million US dollar. What has changed is the interpretation of these thresholds. Uh, under the 2019 regulation, the KPP took the view that the asset-based threshold should be calculated based on the value of the party's worldwide assets, rather than just their assets in Indonesia. So this led to the slightly absurd position that large international party who had very limited activities in Indonesia could still technically trigger Indonesian filing in relation to their overseas transaction, just because of their overseas asset value. The the 20 23 regulation clarifies that the asset-based threshold is now expressly limited to assets located in Indonesia. As such, the Indonesian major filings will only be triggered where there is a clear nexus between the parties and Indonesia. Speaking from personal experience, trying to explain to clients why their deals have triggered a filing in Indonesia, that is definitely a welcome change, I think. Is that the only change in interpretation relating to the thresholds? No, uh, there is not a significant change which relates to the local effect test for foreign to foreign transactions. Uh, the 2023 regulation clarifies that an Indonesian major filing is only needed for transactions between companies with sales or assets in Indonesia. 
Previously, the 2019 regulation had effectively removed this local effect test so that filings were still required where the nexus to Indonesia was minimal, in particular where the threshold were met by one party alone while the other parties had no presence in Indonesia. So it is now been necessary for at least two of the parties to the transaction to have turnover or asset in Indonesia in order for there to be a local nexus. You said at least two parties there. So could that include just the parents to a joint venture, for example? Yes. So there's no need for the relevant target or joint venture to be active in Indonesia. Uh, there can be a local nexus even if uh, just two parents have turned over or assets in Indonesia. Although I should note that the Greenfield joint ventures don't need to be filed in Indonesia anyway, provided that there is no element of transfer of assets or shares in the transactions. So, for example, if the new JFICO will acquire assets from the founders following the incorporation, then such asset acquisition may still be notifiable. Uh, however, and with the re-inclusion of the local effect test and the reversal of the asset-based threshold from being applied on a worldwide basis being uh, applied only to assets located in Indonesia, we are anticipating that 2023 regulation will significantly cut down on filings. Uh, KPP mentioned uh, that since 20, 2019, they have received more than 100 filings, which are unnecessary due to the interpretation of the previous regulations. So hopefully this change will help the KPP to better focus its resources on transactions that could have a potential impact on the Indonesian market. And what about the filing process itself? So I understand that there have also been changes in relation to the review timetable, for example. Yeah, that's right. So I should note that the initial major filing process is a post-closing and non-suspensory. So there will be no actual impact on the overall deal timetable for the parties. However, the new regulation aims to cut down on the overall review period and provide a bit more certainty for the parties. Under the old regime, KPP review process consisted of a clarification phase lasting up to 60 business days, during which KPP will check the completeness of the filing and request any additional information, and then a formal examination phase lasting up to 90 business days. Now, under the new 2023 regulation, the entire review process is shortened to 90 business days after the filing is formally received and will consist of a preliminary review and potentially a comprehensive review, which is similar to phase one or phase two review in jurisdiction like EU or China. And uh, a comprehensive review will only be required if KPV considers that there are potential competition concerns as a result of the transactions. So if during the comprehensive review, KPPU finds a potential anti-competitive impact, the notifying party will be invited to present its case at the KPPU tribunal, which the KPPU tribunal will then decide on the case. And the process will be completed if the notifying party accepts the decision of the KPPU tribunal uh, with remedies uh, uh, or unconditional clearance. And if the notifying party either one, refuse to accept the KPP tribunal decision, including any remedy proposed, or uh, B, fail to comply with the agreed condition and remedies imposed, then the case will be escalated to a further examination phase, which will comply the KPP procedural rules for handling competition law violations.
I think that's uh, also a welcome development, although, as you say, the, the Indonesian filing is post-closing, and so it doesn't prevent parties from proceeding with completion. Um, I, I know that there have been cases where, uh, for example, a seller was required to assist in responding to information requests months after the transaction had finished, uh, which makes it difficult for them to make a clean break. Um, and there might also be cases where on the purchaser side, there's no longer legal budget for a deal that has already closed, but the fees continue to accrue during uh, the, the review process. Um, so even post-closing, I think a shorter review process is, is good news. Um, you mentioned a moment ago another regulation relating to filing fees. Can you, can you say a bit more about that? Yes. Uh, a filing fee has been introduced for the first time. Uh, the fee is calculated at 0.004% of the combined asset value or turnover of the parties in Indonesia, whichever is lower, up to a maximum fee of 150 million rupiah or about uh, 10,000k US dollar. Uh, so based on this new regulation, the KPP will issue an implementing regulation on the filing fee covering both payment procedure and any potential fee reduction upon meeting certain criteria. However, until today, the implementing regulation has not been issued, uh, but we do note from our recent filings that KPP expect the filing fee to be paid before the notifying party can submit the filing in the system. Therefore, the, the notifying party will need to anticipate such payment process in advance. Okay, and any other noteworthy developments? Yeah, uh, there is also a new KPP web portal for major filings, uh, allowing the parties to make filings online. Uh, previously, major filings were made either at in-person meetings or through the KPP official email account. Therefore, the new web portal should help the, you know, to simplify the filing process in general. The practical challenge we have seen is that uh, the current major filing guidelines have not been amended to confirm the new online system. So there may be some gap on the scope info on, of information provided in the guidelines versus what required in the system. So we expect KPP will need to update the guidelines to give more clarity on the process and the information required. We also note that the, the, the online system does not accommodate transaction with more than one acquiring parties or joint filings. So therefore, each acquiring party will need to make separate filing over the same transaction. Thank you, Randy. That's a very helpful overview of the changes to the merger control regime. Let's say that in spite of the narrower scope of transactions that are now subject to filing and that the process has hopefully now been shortened and simplified, what about cases where the parties still make a decision not to file? Are, are there potential enforcement risks and, and penalties associated with that? Yeah, as, as I mentioned a moment ago, the Indonesian regime is post-closing and non-suspensory. So there are no gun jumping fines or, or failing to notify before closing or for early implementation of transactions. However, there are fines for failing to make a filing within the required 30 working days of closing. So if the merging parties fail to notify the mergers to KPP within the 30 business days period from the completion date, the KPFU can technically impose a fine in the amount of 1 billion rupiah per day, which is approximately 30k uh, US dollar, up to a maximum of 25 billion rupiah, or approximately 1.6 billion US dollar. 
And and is the KPPU actually active in in enforcing this? Yeah, uh, we have often seen parties being fined, and that includes uh, non-indigenous parties as well. In fact, there has been analysis showing that the KPPU has been the most active in going after companies for failure to file compared to all Southeast Asian competition authorities from 2018 to 2022. Uh, last year, for example, uh, KPPU fined uh, a palm oil and kernel producer. Uh, the name is Bumitama Gunajaya Agro for that filing in total of 3 billion rupiah or approximately 200k US dollar. Uh, there are only three cases where KPPU imposed late filing sanction on foreign companies over offshore transactions. So from our discussion with KPPU, we understand that KPPU became aware on these transactions only because the relevant party met voluntary filings while exactly knowing that the filing were late and not because KPPU actively monitor foreign foreign transactions. Okay, so uh, it sounds as though companies that need to make filings in Indonesia should definitely be taking advice on that. Uh, Thank you very much, Randy, for joining us today and for all of these helpful insights. Uh, To our listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, please do check out other installments of Unbundling Competition uh, and indeed all of our other HSF podcasts as well, uh, which are available on the HSF website uh, or on podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. As always, if you have any thoughts, comments or queries, please do get in touch. Uh, But until next time, thank you very much once again.